it's going to be a hot time in this old town tonight. Let's just hope Lonely Boy and his book don't go up in flames. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight we are discussing Season 5, Episode 4, Memoirs of an Invisible Dan, original air date October 17th, 2011, written by Amy B. Harris, directed by no other than Tate Donovan. Tate! Yeah. What a wonderful treat. I didn't even catch that in the credits. I know you didn't, and I was so excited to tell you that Tate did this episode. He directed. We yes. love a good Tate episode. We sure do. A good Jimmy episode. Yeah. <laughs> Boat Jimmy. Boat Jimmy. Boat Jimmy and Hart. If you guys know. If you, you know, know, you know. If you know, you know. Before we get started today, Michelle and I <laughs> unfortunately have to make another podcast announcement. A little housekeeping. Yeah. So as you all know, a year, almost a year ago, we rebranded and we became Total Betty Media. And we loved it. Right. <laughs> but then we had to make some changes. So we are no longer Total Betty Media. We are now going as Total Betty Podcast Network. Yes. So if you're already following us on social media, the change has happened. You probably didn't notice or maybe you did. Um, But if you aren't already and you want to be following us, follow us at Total Betty Podcast Network on Instagram, Total Betty Pod on Twitter, if that suits you. And our website is now patreon.com slash Total Betty Podcast Network. It's lots of words. So no longer Total Betty Media. Drop the media. We're still Total Betty over here. This is still a Total Betty Podcast. We're still Bettys. We're still going to have that fun little song when we do our Total Betty of the Week. But we are no longer associating ourselves as Total Betty Media. Yeah. So sorry to confuse you yet again. Yeah. It is what it is. It wasn't um, our choice. No, we didn't want to be sued. So Right. <laughs> We're good, right? <laughs> exactly. There's uh, a little transparency for yeah. you. So we're good. Anyway. Yes. We're here to talk about Gossip Girl. Season five of Gossip Girl. Episode four. This was a fun episode. Did you like it? It was really fun. Okay. It's what I wanted. And it's, it was also very predictable of what was to yes. come. Especially coming off of last week and going into this week. Yeah. And I just loved these little like blurbs of the book. Yeah. It is was really fun. Quite comical. Yeah. So the summary for the episode is, after much deliberation, Dan decides to reveal the truth about his book in the hopes that his friends and family will support him. But the reactions are definitely not what he hoped. Meanwhile, Blair and Louis hit a roadblock after Louis reads exposing information in Dan's book. Diana learns incriminating information about one of Nate's friends and uses it to her advantage. I mean, is Ivy really Nate's friend? I don't think so. Well, maybe according to Diana. Right. Same friend group. Right. Um, but that is the summary. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. My glass full of gossip tonight is titled Lonely Boy to Only Boy. So good. A quote, it's a quote from Gossip Girl. Um, but we're doing a little show crossover tonight <laughs> with a cup of Joe, or should I say a cup of Scotty P's mug, Scotty P's mug coffee, Scott Patterson, Luke Danes, Gossip Girl, a Gossip Girl, Gilmore Girls, another GG show. Yeah. He came out with his own brand of grade one specialty coffee. He always has to say it's grade one specialty. So Michelle and I purchased 
Jamaican me crazy. It was very delicious. It was. I'm so glad we finally got it because we're both big fans of Scott Patterson's podcast. And, and coffee. Co- and coffee <laughs> and, Gilmore Girls and Gilmore Girls and Scott Patterson. Yeah. And so when we saw that he had his own coffee line, we're like, obviously. Yeah. And just and the title is actually perfect for Jamaican me crazy because I feel like Gossip Girl they're they're all a little crazy. They're all making us a little crazy, especially Serena in this episode. <laughs> we'll get Yo. to it. We'll get to it. Uh, watching it again for the third time, I was like, "Wow, Serena!" But I can't wait to talk. So, uh, my three gossip words from last week that I gave Michelle were discovery for Diana with Ivy, also Louis finding out about potential sex between Dan and Blair, even though that wasn't what happened. Um, and then inside for the book being released and us seeing inside of the book and personas for all of Dan's characters, personas and their different personas or his interpretations of their personas. So, uh, I really enjoyed, I would love to have actually read what is in this book. Saint, does the book continue on? I'm not sure. Well, actually... I don't, we're not going to jump ahead, but I will put this here. It has to, if Serena's boss wants it. Right. I mean, there's, it's definitely still talked about in next week's episode. Okay. Past that, I don't really know how far of an extent, Mm. to what extent we get this. Okay. But I'm sure for a couple episodes from now, we'll still be talking about the book. Uh, But let's talk, let's talk about Dan first. Oh, Because this is really his episode. Yeah. So, as we said, Inside has been released. And the critics are really enjoying it. I don't know why this surprises me. <laughs> I'm, like, really surprised that this book is doing so well. It doesn't... It's not believable to me. Well, it's not, it, it's not believable I, for me, I think, because of the turnaround. And the turnaround is so quick. But the voice of this particular take on the Upper East Side and this particular group of people might be interesting. Yes. It's just funny that it's Dan. Like if it was anyone else saying and writing this, regardless if they were in the friend group or not, or knew actually these people, I just, it's just funny to me that it's like, it's Dan and he's doing really well with it. I, I I don't know why I'm just like, I can't get my head wrapped around it but I mean everybody keeps saying he's a beautiful writer right and it's just this point of view and this perspective but it also goes to show you can get everything you want and then just be so alone and in be it. it gets stripped right away from you and so Alessandra his I guess now agent tells him he she loves the aspect of Dylan Hunter and how he's left with nobody at the end which is really a foreshadow of how the episode's going to end And she's like, everyone thinks that they know him and no one really knows him at all. And he's left alone. I love it. She's like, what does she say? It slays. Right. Oh, yeah. No, it slays me. It slays me. And all I could think about is slipping, which is Paris Hilton slaying and living. That's her term. So she's slipping. She's slipping. She's slipping. I love Paris Hilton. I love that word. I'm going to continue to use sliver. Slipping. Love some Paris. So later on, there is a talk about excuse me, I had to itch my nose, Dan having this release book party and he's going to announce that he's actually the author because right now it's still anonymous. And so he asks for six copies to be hand delivered to his friends and family because he hasn't told them about it yet. 
And so he brings everyone together and he addresses the book and said, look, I know it's anonymous, but it actually is me. And right at that moment, we have a quick scene of the book where the purple hue lighting and it's Nate with his boyfriend <laughs> or his lover. And it was funny. And then we pan to Lil- Lily reading it and she's laughing and Nate's like, what? Like, what happened? I don't get it. And Chuck's like, you're gay in the book. Like, <laughs> just cracked me up. And he didn't even care. He's like, as long as I got game, that's cool. Like, yeah, it's that's fine. all he cares about. Yeah. So um, I loved that we got to see these like scenes throughout the day. So Dan happens to mention to Blair, like that excerpt that I got scratched it's it's in this book still and she's like yeah I figured I'm just not going to read it and I would love to just not know anything about it since I'm sure it's a negative piece on me later on Puck Chuck and Padge are speaking and Chuck's like actually really lighthearted about how Dan has wrote him and his character arc and Dan's like I don't understand like your character dies why are you so positive about it and he's like oh it's fiction like and everyone loves a villain and it's fine and I just you know that everyone will get over it and he's like don't worry about it so much and at that time Dan's getting all these RSVPs for the party because he didn't know if people were gonna go after reading the book are they gonna be upset with him but people are RSVPing and so it's time for Dan's reveal party he arrives super early, so they have to keep him hidden in this room. And she's, Alessandra's telling him, oh, you need to sign the copies of the book. And so while he's in there, all of his friends and family start to arrive. And now, mind you, throughout the day, they have been reading his book. Don't you think it would have been a bigger impact if they actually didn't meet the author? The, the, all of the people in this room? Yes. Like, what if? You didn't have this big reveal party and let's right. keep more of a mystery of who is Dylan Hunter, who is Dylan Hunter, right? Who is this anonymous? I mean, the book launch, the book comes out, there's a launch party, you know who he is. You know who the author is. Right. They could have like... It kind of ruins it. Yeah. And they could have spun this where it would be more buzz if they potentially could write another book about yes. it. Or like chapters here and there can get released about what are the, these people are up to and their scandals so yeah I mean I guess for like the publisher she was and you know his agent everyone was like super excited about it but and I, I think it would have been a lot more more of an allure if we didn't know it was him right and maybe it's more also more of an, an allure because he is so young yeah you know this accomplished writer at 19 he's 19 right and, yeah he's 20, 19. 19 he's 19 he's young he's young he's still a baby and not to say you can have great works of art at a young age but also that's also critically acclaimed of like wow first time writing look at this book look where it got right and it also again i now i'm going to go for a reach but <laughs> i know vanessa's no longer with us right but we could have seen some sort of exchange or email or deleted scene of like hey v not happy with what you did, mm. but my book was released. Not sure if you saw. Right. Here's a signed copy. Maybe he, and and he very well might have in a perfect world, sent her a copy of it. I'm sure he did, but of course we don't see that. So does this now make him, well, it sounds like his book is selling very well. Right. So, so it's like, is he going to make some money from this? Right. He very well can make a lot of money from this. I mean, temporary money, I'm sure, because people eventually are probably going to stop caring about it. And also, 
is he still in school? <laughs> is any of them still in school? All right. School? Yeah, you know, I just had to put that out there. It's, I think, like, the, it's a joke of the show of, like, it's like they kind of all just disperse and nobody really ever knows if they graduate from college and it's not really what the writers and were focusing on. So it's Gossip Girl. I just got to take it for what it is. So all of his friends, his pissed off friends start to arrive, except for Lily. God bless her heart. She's like, ah, this is the best. I'm so proud. This is amazing. She's so sweet and adorable in this episode. And so they're all like, I can't believe you did this. And Blair's yelling at him and Serena's yelling at him and Dan's on the phone with Nate, who says, I'm not coming because you completely eliminated me as a character. You meshed me with Eric. How insulting. I'm supposed to be like one of your best friends. And Dan's trying to explain himself, but of course, Blair and Serena are there and they're the more important ones, as Nate says. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that was not good. And so Blair just flat out says, I can't believe you would write that we had sex. And Serena's like, oh, my God, you guys had sex. And Blair's like, of course not. And then Louis comes in. He's like, of course they did, because Dan didn't want this part of his book to come out and he didn't want me to read it. So now we get confirmation that. Louis never wrote, read, wow, read it. Yeah. And so now he's reading this chapter for the first time and it's a pretty steamy sex scene. I mean, not the sex part, but like we know what's going to happen. Yeah. If you were Louis <laughs> and you were told, hey, I got to kill this story because it's about Blair. Please don't read it. Would you have read it the first time around? I mean, I guess not, but it would be so hard not to would you give it i would like to say i wouldn't read it would you give it to someone to read for you and they brief you like i know in our circle of friends (laughs) i know a couple of people who would 100 percent read it yeah like if it was in their position i probably wouldn't because i we have like that like little angel devil on our shoulders at all time like no, and I'm you also shouldn't. like karma, karma, and karma. <laughs> it's Absolutely. so stupid, but that's like my thought process. No, I get it. But then there's some people like give it to me. Of course, I would read it, and right. I'll just lie about it. Right? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. That's a really dicey situation. I'd yeah. like to say that I wouldn't read it, but I would have loved to have read it. <laughs> you know, well, now it was read, and now especially knowing that there's so much in this book, and so Louis. I don't know if he just like flipped through. There's no way these people had all this this time during the day to just read Dan's book. Well, some people read the whole book and then they some said people they only read, read chapters. Their chapters. Their ch- only the chapters they were in. Right. Which is like conceited much? <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably do the same thing. But don't yeah. you think Serena's in the, the whole book? I would think she's in it from start to finish. Yeah. Sabrina. I'm Sabrina, sorry. Sabrina. And I think Claire, who is Blair is probably in it for the whole book too. The two the two women that surround his life at least at the moment. So it's pretty it, I mean yeah, they're like the stars of the book, including Dylan Hunter as well. Do you think Dylan included his threesome at college? Oh god, I hope not. Mm. <laughs> I mean, spice I sure up his hope life, not. he probably did. Yeah. And so like Dan's argument to all of this is like, my character looks way worse than all of you guys. Like Serena gets so upset with her portrayal and Blair gets so upset. You're going to ruin my engagement because Louise storms off. And so at that point, it's just Dan and Serena left. And Serena is so infuriated. She couldn't believe that this person who she once loved was like the love of her life. And she thought he was reciprocating that. 
has like these really low opinions of her and like the way she wanted to be in high school. She thought he was the only one that could see that she wanted to be different. And it was like, he was just like everyone else. And that like really is hurtful. It is. But it still doesn't take away the fact that the entire day Serena's like, everyone needs to be knocked down a peg. <laughs> Serena. Serena, you need to be knocked down a peg. Listen, I love a confident girl. Me love the confidence. Too. She owns it and lights up a room. She works it. But yes, she was just very, 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 very full of herself. She in this was episode. a little vain. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm Sabrina. <laughs> I totally transform into this beautiful butterfly. Keep reading. And then the guy's like, no, you don't. <laughs> good try yeah i have some words when we get to serena yes me too um so but dan says to serena which i was surprised of like didn't really like warm like didn't really understand where she was coming from and said like i need to go run after blair and me hearing that i'm like ouch you have to go run after blair after like serena just heard that you wrote a sex scene about you and blair like how hurtful first of all yeah well i think he had the point of saying, I'm about to ruin her, ruin engagement. her engagement. And he also knows she's pregnant. Yes, he does. Serena doesn't know that. At this moment, she doesn't. Yeah. And it also just looks like, okay, Serena, you're upset. But they don't talk. They don't know that her job could be in jeopardy. Right. So he's just, he's been more involved in Blair's life than Serena's. He has. And it's very noticeable. And I think Serena's starting to like really realize that. And Blair's realizing, like, Serena's not around. Like, Serena's really doing her own thing right now. And, like, we should be proud of her. She got a job on her own volition. Like, she did it herself. Right. And she's working really hard. But she doesn't really have, like, these relationships with people anymore. So Dan and Blair got super close. And now it's funny because Chuck and Dan are starting to be on good terms. And Nate and Dan were always close from, you know, at least season three. So, like, Serena's kind of, like, the one who's on the outside now. And... It's just like, it's interesting. I mean, I'm glad that she's not wrapped up in a boy. It's so refreshing to see her like this. So I'm I'm glad, if anything, that this is like her storyline. Yeah. Like, I'll take this as a Serena storyline. I like this. Me too. And I think it's fun to see a little bit of a play of, let's see Padge and Chuck as friends. Yeah. Let's see Padge and Blair and have our pair. Pair. Those pairings... They're good. They're interesting. They're really good. And I like Puck. Yeah, I like Puck. Of course, I I, I do. I, I love Pear. I just love Pear. Yeah, I love, I love yeah, We know. So Everybody knows much. how we love Pear. So it's it's hard. And I know there's those Sag people out there, you, you Sag bros. And it's like, I'm not even trying to diminish Sag. It's just like, I don't even remember Sag. I, there w- There's no not even like a friendship there anymore. There's not even... I can't even compare it because I feel the chemistry is not there. It's not there. It's and it's funny because I think, if anything, I think Dan is so preoccupied with Blair that even if Serena is like, I feel like she could be potentially like, you know, it's Serena like, oh, if Dan ever wanted to get back together at this moment, I totally would. Right. But I don't think Dan's head is there. No. But I feel like Serena's always like teetering on that. When she's single. I could. <laughs> terrible. And would. I could and would. And so I feel like she was really hurt and Dan was kind of like, well, get over it. Well, she also was the apple of his eye and she knew that and she used and that she to. she expected her. it. She expected it and she would use it to her advantage. Yes. 
So now that it's not seen that way, she's like, oh, shit. What do you mean? Are you kidding? <laughs> she's like, damn it. You think I'm flaky and sex driven and just a tall blonde with legs, which he he wrote. And that's unfortunate and sad for their relationship. So it'd be interesting to see what yeah. happens now with everything. Um, but Dan, then everyone leaves and Dan heads out to his party. And of course, he's in a room with all these strangers and everyone's clapping and applauding and, and you know, recognizing that he had this amazing book and like, yay for you. And there's no one, <laughs> friends and family there to celebrate with him. Uh, later on, he's at the loft and he's reading all these reviews, more, more ridiculously positive reviews about how he's like, you know, this like kid star. <laughs> kid star writer about the satire of the upper east side and rufus you can tell he like wants to say something and dan's like oh what happened like just say it to me and rufus is just so hurt by his betrayal in the book and he's like i didn't want to ruin your night last night but i am super hurt that you think i'm just this guy who became a dad and then just was a has-been turned into a trophy wife essentially and i married for money and Dan's like, that's not how I see you. But Rufus is like, oh, well, you wrote it. You that wrote way. it like that's how you wrote it. So there has to be some truth there. Now, it seems the only person who's not upset that we've seen is Lily. Lily, right. Like, what did he write about Lily? I'm- She's got so much dirt. But then it's Lily and Lily always owns her shit. That's that's what I was that's going it. to say. She owns her shit. She's probably like, yeah, I fucking did all of that. Thanks for writing it, Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, honey. I'm you so make proud. that coin yeah. and you get in those she's papers. Like, if you have to use me, that's great. She's get your great. money. I think she's just, yes, this was me and this is how it was done and... Yeah, which super respect for that. Yeah. <laughs> At least she can never say she doesn't own it. Right. Um, and then we have the last scene with Dan. Alessandra calls him. He's got apparently a book reading in Barnes and Noble or something like that. And she's like, how many tickets do I need to set aside? And he's like, actually none, because nobody is talking to him right now. Yeah. And that is exactly where we open up in the in the show is Dan or Dylan having everyone it's just they're just gone and he's left by himself because he's pretty much destroyed his relationships with everyone in his life and that's exactly what happened to dan (laughs) and that is inside blair she and louis are going to tell their families about their wonderful pregnancy news they plan on having dinner with everyone um that night blair is hesitant that sophie will not approve but louis like oh i'm i promise she's gonna be over the moon this is an heir to the throne. Like, and Blair's like, you're right. Like I have an heir to the throne in my <laughs> stomach right now. It's a lot of freaking pressure. She's also been dying to tell Serena and she hasn't really gotten the right opportunity yet. And she keeps trying to tell her, but as we know, Serena's super busy with work and Blair is super busy napping and being pregnant. So uh, Blair heads to the Vanderwoodsons because everyone is summoned and so is Chuck and they run into each other and they have like a brief nice moment of how are you doing? And he's walking his dog monkey, which Jess actually sent us an email and reminded me that he had a monkey in the book. Hence why they called him the dog monkey. I was like, Oh yeah, they did say that. So I thought that was clever. It is clever. Yeah. So the dog ends up getting Blair like all tangled up and she falls into Chuck's arms and it's like a sweet moment. And of course, this girl randomly gets it and posts it on Gossip Girl. Such an awkward catch. And her the way she she was holding her phone was so weird. So 
weird. It was just so weird. And I'm like, of course, Chuck and Blair are in each other's arms at that point. And so it gets posted on Gossip Girl and Louis sees it and he's pissed because he thinks, oh, that's who you needed to go see, Chuck. Are we going to name our son Charles? And he's pissed about it. And Blair is like, look, you need to trust me. Like, you know, there's nothing going on with Chuck and I. And we were just there. And, you know, there's more things that are important. I wanted to tell Serena about my pregnancy. And then she's like, and then there's Dan's book. And he's like, well, I really want to read it. And she's like, you you definitely shouldn't read it because it's going to be really negative about me. I'm just sure of it. And Dan has no imagination anyway. So I'm sure it's just not even that good. Yeah. And she says, I'm not even going to read it. Yeah. Don't even waste your time. And then, of course, she goes for a nap and then heads downstairs after. You can tell Louis is obviously upset and he lies to her about his family coming. And Blair knows that he's lying because she checked the weather numerous times because of these crocodile Elias shoes that she needs (laughs) to wear. And she's like, oh, I can't believe he just lied to me. And she's talking to Dorota and Dorota's like, well, he was reading the book. And Laura's like, well, shit. She's like, let me see where he is. So she picks up the page that he's on and she's like, what the hell? Infuriated. And so we have this wonderful pair scene. (laughs) I actually lay out. It was very over the top. And I I don't think it didn't even fill my pair heart. No, because we knew it wasn't real. Yeah. Like you just, you could tell because the lights are the purple again. You're like, wait. And Dan comes running in and Blair and him are like, this is not going to work, but of course they kiss and they're going to have sex. And so Louie has read this part of the book and Blair reads it. She's disgusted. Just so funny. Um, and so later on, we know Louis storms off on Blair at the party and Louis has a scene with Chuck outside and Chuck's like, you're an idiot. Like, why are you leaving Blair? Like, you know, she's going to have her secrets. You know, it's Blair. Like it's Blair. It's a really good scene. It was a really good scene. And Louise like, well, every time she has a secret, there's just another one that comes after that. And Chuck's like, you have it all. You have love and you have, like you have Blair. Just be happy with that. Like just trust her. He had a really good quote about the fiction. Yeah. Don't give up your own fact for someone else's fiction. It's someone else's fiction. And so I'm like, Louie, what must, must you think about Dan at this point? Dan is always there. I know we <laughs> talked about this a couple of times. He is always there and he's writing a sex scene between him and Blair. Like this guy has a bad for her. And right. I just, I wonder, I'm just so curious about what everyone else thinks about this. Well, also like th- they're enemies. I mean, I know like right now they're on good terms and people can see that they're on good terms. Wait, but who's like, on good terms? Blair and uh, Dan. Right. But it's like, what Like, what do people think about this? Well, also the fact that Hatch has been around so much, you forget that Chuck and Blair had issues. Yeah. In a way, right? Like, mm-hmm. And Louis is just trying to really stay calm and really trust her because Chuck used to be the issue. And right, used to be Chuck, and Chuck's not really involved in any of this like, anymore. Oh, actually, Hatch, what's your deal? He's the issue. What's your deal? He's getting involved and... You know, it's funny because it's actually not Chuck and Chuck is the, the having the words of wisdom here. And he's like, just just be with Blair. If, it, if this is what you want, you need to just trust her. Like what she's going to say, you, you need to trust it. Um, And then Chuck's like, basically, you don't want to end up alone and dead like me. Like, yeah. don't don't listen to what I have to say. Like before, you know, when beforehand, when him and I guess uh, Louis had that conversation last season right the end of last season um okay so anyway the next day 
Blair and Serena are talking about how Louis has not returned Blair's calls after the party. And at that point, she does tell Serena she's pregnant and Serena's super happy for her. And Louis ends up showing up anyway, <laughs> lurking in the background. Michelle and I were like, he's just always like eavesdropping on me. <laughs> He's always, just coming in. He's like, well, here I am. Always there at the right I time. I forgive you. Yeah. Um, but he does. He apologizes. He feels like an asshole because he's trying to, to trust Blair. But every time she he does, she has another lie. And she's like, look, I need to give you an ultimatum. Be like you gave me and it's either you trust me fully or we're not going to work. And he's like, well, I'm never going to leave you. So we're good. And they hug and it's. You know, he's never going to let her go. It's all good again. Right. For, For how long? For, For how long? <laughs> exactly. Okay. On to Serena. She's hard at work for Jane, her boss. And we also meet her coworker, Sam. I Sam. forgot his name is Sam. And uh, Serena has been getting, working on getting Daniel Day-Lewis to read a script for a movie that Jane is working on and Jane's really impressed by Serena's initiative and how she's working it and apparently Serena sent this like specialty Irish flower to Daniel Day-Lewis's yeah, it goes house the yeah and she's like I thought that would be a good touch and Jane just really likes she's like yeah I like where you're going with this so later on Serena hasn't read Padge's book but she's so quick to tell her coworkers, like, yeah, I used to date him. I'm Sabrina. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> you're Sabrina? I'm just stunned that you're the you're the leggy blonde from inside. He loves the tea, this guy, Sam. It's so funny. So after that, she's making good headway with Daniel Day-Lewis. And Sam says, wow, I guess things really do come easy to the to the blonde bombshell that's in, inside. And Serena's like, ah keep reading because it seems as though dan has not pegged me in a good light and like I, that was just high school like keep going i'm and gonna I'm get mature. better just wait till you see how he writes me as i get older exactly she's waiting for that and she's i'm confident i'm confident dan's gonna write me in uh, that have growth and that i you know i really did grow up so later in the day daniel day lewis ends up canceling well his agent cancels on serena because of sabrina which is crazy. Um, you know, the flaky party obsessed girl, they don't want to work with her. They don't like the drama. So she ends up reading Dan's book and is like, what the hell? We have to back up for a sec. Yeah. Because I just find it a little ridiculous that Daniel Day Lewis or whomever doesn't want to work with Jane because of because her of assistant. Right. Of, it's a little silly. Of a book fictional character based off of right come on it's we're putting a lot of weight into serena exactly i, I feel like isn't that always the way it though? Is though but in especially here i mean we can't trust jane we're not going to even trust this woman who's been in the business i'm assuming for a long time X amount of yeah. years we're going to go with the assistant who's been with her for <laughs> five minutes five months like what yeah i know it's a little hard to believe a lot hard to believe but I guess for storyline purposes, we sure. needed to knock down Serena or Sabrina on, you know, on yeah. her butt. Right. And so she storms out. She ends up bumping into this very handsome man, um, but gets really pissed at him. And then we have a very similar scene where it's from the bulk. She bumps into him and they're really flirty and they leave to go get a drink together. 
And she's just like pissed that this is how Dan has still wrote. Like this is still her MO is I'm flirting. I'm flaky. And that's really Serena. And so all this stuff comes out. They have their fight. And Jane instructs Serena, you need to get the movie rights to inside because I want it. He's your friend. Whatever happened, you need to fix it because I that's mine. See, that really sucks, too. She's like, you have a week. And it's kind of in this very uncomfortable because regardless of how we feel Serena's feeling, reading this about herself, reading like the worst parts, maybe her insecurities Mm -hmm. now on paper for everyone to read. Yeah. Like it's so close to her and it's so uncomfortable now in a hurtful place. And now your job is threatened. So you have to go and relive this and make nice for your job. That, right. that sucks. It sucks. And that, I don't like that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess right now it's part of her job and it sucks. I know, but you shouldn't have to be made to feel uncomfortable in order to keep your job. Mm-hmm. You know? You know who else is uncomfortable in her new job is going to be Ivy. We're going to get to Ivy. Chivy. Chivy. So... Onto Nate's storyline and Chivy's storyline. At the Spectator, Diana and Nate are looking through all these pictures that they have stolen from people's phones. They're like, these are the ones that they're going to post on their uh, website. And they're trying to find the best piece of tea for the newspaper. And they're still in the possession of Ivy's phone, which keeps ringing because Ivy doesn't know where her phone is. And Diana just has a feeling, I know there's something with this Ivy phone. And so she's keeping it. So then Nate's looking through all the contacts and he recognizes a phone number. And I'm like, what? You've just, I mean, at that point, 2009, 8, 7, 6, 11. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <laughs> we, would, I, we would know all of our friends' numbers more so. I mean, now forget it. There's lots of numbers that we come in contact to. We would not know. But like there was yeah. a lot, I, I had like probably at least 25 people at when I was getting my new cell phone, like I knew I already knew their numbers. 25 yeah. people? I'm good with like remembering numbers like that though. I still know. Like I still remember your house phone number. Yes. <laughs> and I remember one of my best friend's house. I remember my ex-boyfriend's cell phone number. <laughs> yeah. 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 I could definitely remember yeah. my ex-boyfriend's cell phone number. <laughs> yeah. If I really thought about it at the moment. Yeah. And I struggle with ants, but now I finally have ants. But you mm-hmm. know, back then... Yeah. This, you had to know phone numbers. Yeah. So Nate, good good old Nate, he recognized it was Serena's phone number on this person's phone, on Ivy's phone. So Ivy is frantically looking for her phone. She keeps calling for it. Willie's like, just get a new one. Like, you're in the Upper East Side now. And she's like, no, my, my actual, like, real life is on this phone, which is, like, smart of her. She doesn't save anyone's numbers. Right you know like to the contact itself so we that really would have been ooh. Yeah. imagine if she saved all these people um so nate heads to the vander woodson's because of the dan text about the book and he's like hey serena do you know an ivy and of course serena doesn't know the ivy um but she's like why don't we you know call it call it and we'll find out you know who who's ringing my phone and of course at that moment dan walks in so ivy's like Oh, okay, I'm good for like a minute. And even when Dan's announcing his book, she's like, is this about me? 
I know. <laughs> she's, she's just like on, on edge at all times. <laughs> um, so she tries to feel out Nate about the phone situation. She's like, I can help you. Let me help. I think I met an Ivy at the party. Of course you did. You did, Chivy. Of course you did. And he's like, yeah, sure. So he brings her to the spectator and they're going through all these, you know, people's fo- photos of who could potentially be Ivy. She said it was a blonde Botoxy. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, that's everyone at the party. And so Diana's there and she's like, what's happening? Doesn't like that. Ivy is obviously, or Ch- Chivy is in her office, but she knows. You could just tell. She's like, hmm, something's up with this. So Ivy's getting ready for the launch party. Diana calls her and she is already like, oh, hey, Charlie, I met you this this morning, but your name's actually Ivy. I mean, like, Ivy took the phone back. She did. They were going to know. And, right, like you were the last person to see the phone and now it's gone. Now it's gone. We know Nate doesn't have it. Diana doesn't have it. So like obviously Charlie was, Chivy, was the one to take the phone and Diana's like, hello. Right. I know you and I know you've been <laughs> hiding lots of things. Right. So Ivy's basically forced to tell her the whole situation of how Carol paid her and what's happening and Diana's like, oh, okay, well, I'll protect you as long as you want me to protect you. Deal with the devil. Yeah. And Ivy's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? And so later you see Diana's like, oh, Charlie got a job here. Nate, can you show her around? And he's like, yeah, huh. Something's definitely going on here, but I'm not really going to ask any questions about it just yet. And so he's he's showing her around and... um. She reminds me of in Once Upon a Time, Rumpelstiltskin, and when you would make deals. Oh yeah, with him. Remember that show? Yeah, I, I liked that for. I a hot watched minute. it. I watched like two seasons. I think. Yeah, that was pretty good. But she reminds me of that. Yeah. You have to, we were tacted, but you have to make deals. Mm-hmm. And I, I've you know, light prediction. I told Liz while we're watching. I'm like, mm, she's gonna be on the inside getting some gossip and juice. And be fed. And Nate will be like, how are you hearing this? Or we can't run this because those are my friends. Right. But they're not Ivy's friends. They're not. She doesn't. I mean, as much as she has loyalty to them, she doesn't. She doesn't. But Nate will fight and be like, no. Because even Diana's like, oh, I wish we had Blair's phone. He's like, no, my friends are off limits. That's it. Yeah. But actually now Nate is pissed off. With Dan. Just with Padge, though. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, we have, lastly, just to sum up, Chuck had two individual scenes. So Chuck meets Alessandra at the book launch, which is really funny. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're even here after your whole portrayal and your death and how sad your life was in the book and how lonely you were. And apparently it seems as though he hung himself, right? Yeah. Which is devastating. And he's like, oh, well, my staff would have found me quick enough. And she's like, wow, staff, you don't even have friends or family. And he's like, yeah, okay, that hurts. (laughs) Like finally starting to feel again, which is great. And then we have the last scene where Chuck, he goes to see Lily, who's like so happy to see him. Like, oh, my son, like we haven't caught up in a long time. And he's like, wow, I don't really, I just don't want to be that guy that people don't care if he lives or dies. I'm like, good for you, Chuck. And Lily's like, well, people love you. You just need to like actually accept that and love them back and really just kind of like completely immerse yourself in these people. So, Like, I'm sorry you lost Blair, but you have other people who right. love you. So 
episode four of season five is this the turning it, point god i chuck hope so because we're waiting for a turning point or and chuck becomes like oh my god he's the best right like i totally thought it was gonna happen a lot earlier <laughs> but it hasn't well, we yet. were tricked we were tricked. he did become we better were certainly and tricked just, i mean people are complicated so i get it but is this truly the turning point right i like i would like to say that i hope it is and <laughs> okay. and from um from now on i look look forward to a potential chuck just kind of turn around all right all right positive okay because he really i did enjoy him yeah hard for me to say enjoy but i did i liked his character in this episode he didn't repulse me whatsoever like i watched him i was like okay this is good we like you chuck yeah today yeah we'll see how we feel next week right um but we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back with our segments Okay, welcome back from your break. We're going to have some trivia moments. <laughs> trivia moments? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> You're being trying to be sultry. I'm like, wait, what? I was trying to just be me. Oh, <laughs> always you. You don't. No, to I'm try. actually like getting like that loopiness. So I'm gonna just ignore. I don't know. Is it the coffee? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting the Scotty giggles? P. What did you put in your coffee? <laughs> Yo, Scotty P. Scotty P. What's I just think coffee? it's so funny. Wait, <laughs> right? The way this is Scotty P. Anyway, okay. So trivia: one point sixteen million views. The front cover of Daniel's book inside is the front cover of the first book of the Gossip Girl series. Really? Apparently. Well, I listened to it, so I don't. Right, so you don't know yeah. what it looked like, but yeah. yeah. That's the cover with like people's like legs and. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, It's based off the movie Memoirs of an Invisible Man. And in the scene of Blair and Serena talking in Blair's room the day after Dan's book party, you can see up on a shelf in the background that Blair has a Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah. Dan and Blair are the only characters in the series to have Cabbage Patch dolls in their rooms as teens and adults. I'm like, that says something right there pair for life oh my god i totally forgot about that weird thing that patch cedric his cedric his um cabbage patch doll right yeah throwback throwback to season one Whoa. tish has one deleted scene where diana calls nate looking for the phone he said he left it on the desk and then diana says oh i must have misplaced it then she asks nate about serena's cousin charlie and it cuts to a photo of charlie ivy on her computer screen okay we didn't even touch upon that about her research yeah right like what, what did you find what could you have possibly found i uh, guess if you were to actually look up the real charlie Rhodes or charlotte Rhodes, what would it say about her i don't know and, and like it, would there be would there be a picture of her well and then i guess if you cross-referenced with gossip girl because gossip girl covered Ivy. Ivy. I mean, Charlie. Yeah, she did. Right, with the whole last year I guess thing. so. I mean, to an extent, I mean, she's Serena's cousin, so I'm sure she was in there a couple of times. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder, I'm just curious about what her research was. Yeah. But I guess we'll never know. Um, we had some music by Ida Maria, My Gold Mask, Delta Spirit, and Chase and Status. 
Okay, questions. Mike, do you think Diana will keep Chivy's secret or will her knowing only make it come to light quicker? She's going to use it to her advantage and then she'll expose it when the time is right. The time is right. And Chivy, <laughs> she's used up her worth. Are you still on the like episode 11 ish? Well, I know you said episode seven. Are you still on episode seven of us finding out who? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mike wants to know how was Michelle during the juicy pear kiss? Did her head pop off for the ex- or explode? I was <laughs> screaming, but like, what the fuck is happening? I didn't like it, and yeah. I love me a pear moment. Me too. But it wasn't our, it wasn't the pear that we know and love. Right. It yeah. Was fake pear. So it was faux pear. It was a faux pear. It was a faux pear. You're right. You don't like a faux pear. Um, Will says, how many episodes do we think everyone will be mad at Padge before they forgive him? Or will some of the characters never forgive him? Mm, probably like two. I don't think this is going to go on for very long because now Serena needs to get the book. And mm-hmm. I feel like Blair is going to make I'm pregnant. I'm not going to hold grudges. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Jess, what do you think Diana actually wants from Chivy? Oh. Why did she give her a job? The hot goss. <laughs> she, like I said, someone on the inside now. She, Literally she, she living is. with the Humphrey Vanderwoodsons. Yes. Serena's cousin. Yeah. Cousin. Cousin. In quotes. So mm-hmm. she can get all the dirt. Right. Kim, am I thinking too much? Why is everyone talking about <laughs> this book so seriously? Thank you. You had to tweak it a bit to make it interesting. What do you ladies think? I mean, you already heard what I thought. I, I'm baffled that this is such a hit. But I feel like, yeah, I guess people would be interested in knowing these things. Yeah, because in but- this world, everybody cares what Serena Vanderwitzen's doing. So then you're like, oh, my God, this book is loosely inspired by I'd read it. I mean, but it's like essentially Gossip Girl then. I know it it's is. I know it's tweaked in a narrative, obviously Dan's narrative of how he sees these people and fic- like mo- a lot more fiction to it. Like obviously we need character and him and Blair and all that and stuff and Chuck and all the, the things that happen. But it's like, well, the scandalous stuff, like we kind of already knew. I'm sure it was posted on Gospel Girl. Like we knew Serena was a flaky girl who got married and dated two of her professors. But the adults didn't. I guess the adults didn't. Right? Because only kids follow Gossip Girl. True. And so it's just an interesting piece to read. And maybe the way it was written, because everyone's like, he's such a beautiful writer. <laughs> right. Wow. God. I read some read. words on paper. <laughs> Love it. Must read this book. Yes. <laughs> um, Vic says, who do you think this book affects more? I think it actually hurts his dad the most. Right. Because. Ru- I mean, it's definitely affected everyone. Yes. But I don't know. I think as a dad and you've done everything you could, you gave up everything to raise your kids, like he said. And he even says in the beginning of the episode how Padge and Jenny are his life. Right. right? Like, I would give up anything for them. And, I love my kids. And this is how you really view me. That's right. so upsetting. Right. It is upsetting. Because at the end of the day, Blair... She's, she knew what she was getting. She did. Even though he didn't write a, like, a negative piece on her, no. he wrote this like praise piece, like 
a loving piece. Like I love this person. (laughs) Right. And I want, I wanted to engage in a way with them, but now things are better. Her and Louis are better. Yeah. And she's pregnant. Serena is probably hurt because this is the only person her doormat essentially took right, like just ripped it right under her. And she's like, Oh my God, I thought you worshiped me. Right. I mean, at that, remember that point, how could we forget like the whole Nate and Padge stuff and how they both worshipped her. And she was like, you're good for the moment. You're good for the moment. I'll just come back to you when I want you. Yeah. And she, and she finally had realized that she strung them along, which yes, for growth that she did. But like, you know, Dan didn't get over that. So he just kind of like harped and hugged onto that part of serena and just and i feel like nate once they have a conversation be like yo bro let's get some pizza and beers and let me explain it to you yeah nate doesn't hold grudges he doesn't i mean as far as we have seen so it i mean like yeah i would be upset if someone if you meshed me with like so someone's little brother or little sister and like you know that you had to cut back for character storyline i'd be like wow actually fuck you that sucks a little bit right you know so i get where he's coming from i I totally do but i don't think he will hold that long of a grudge i think it will be rufus will be the most disappointed and upset and then serena because she's serena yeah uh vic also asks if this were to happen on the oc who would have wrote the book i think seth 100 (laughs) percent I mean, yeah, Seth. I think it's Seth. Taylor. Oh, or Taylor. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Good answer, Michelle. Thanks. Tish wants to know how long till Nate finds out the truth about Charlie Chivy Ivy. <laughs> uh, I think like six or seven. Oh, so Nate's going to find out with everyone else. Or, oh, like, mmm. Close to it, five or six, I think. Okay. Because I think, yeah. How long are we going to do this for? We're going to use her for for a little bit, and then Nate will find out. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) She's just not. She just kept nodding. She's like, that's it. (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) Um, Tish wants to know if you were in Padge's book, what do you think your name would be since he's not very creative? Okay. So let's see here. Um. Okay, so funny story, actually. <laughs> when I first got my debit card in high school, they spelt my name wrong, and it was Nushel, <laughs> N with an N. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I, ne- I didn't change it. I mean, now I'm regular, my actual name. I was like, Nichelle's kind of cool. So I bet I'd be Nichelle. Nichelle or Mitchell. <laughs> I guess maybe I could be i could be a guy they could turn, they could turn you yeah. into a male and name you but mitchell yeah um i would I, maybe i would be ivy you know what's funny my mom almost named me ivy that'd be so cool yeah i was like actually i kind of like it like now yeah in 2021 i feel like it would be a cool name i don't know about like in the 80s or 90s I, if it would but be cool Alyssa to ivy's way too creative it's a little too creative so you would be melissa i was gonna say i was gonna be melissa you'd be melissa and i would be no show <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely be Melissa because everyone always thinks that's what I'm saying anyway. So Melissa and Michelle or Michaela. I oh Michaela, which like Michelle in Italian, depending is like Michaela. So oh yeah, but I probably if it's Padge Michelle <laughs> with an N. 
I love it. Yeah. Um, she says, do you actually think the book will be turned into a movie? Oh my gosh. Here we go. I was, I also said this while Come watching. On. Is this One Tree Hill? Are we it doing this? It is One Tree Hill. Someone makes a I'm book. I'm just going to like say no. I don't have no idea. But I'm just predicting no. I'm going to hope for no. Because like, no. What is this really One Tree Hill that you become like a movie producer and then your book gets written to a movie? Not and then realistic. we're gonna go through the casting process. It's not realistic. And then we're gonna oh my write God, it. That's literally the last season of One Tree Hill. I, I don't want it to happen. Yeah, so. I don't either. <laughs> no thanks. Um, what about some fashion? I loved Blair's. I, you know what we were saying we loved the bottom of the blue and white dress the yeah. top not so much and it's funny because I like the top of the other dress yes. that she wore and not the bottom. Okay. The bottom looked like a dance costume. I did not like skating. it. Yeah, it was not good. I like Lily's green dress. Me too. I really liked her skirt at the end. Yeah. It had like those flaps <laughs> on them. I liked Blair's PJs. The black ones with the white lining. Serena had a- two um, cream sweaters. She had a sweater that was mm-hmm. cream and then a cream like tank. Mm-hmm. The sweater tank. Very cute. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I had. Yeah, me too. Not much this episode. Um, What about a quote? Yes. Uh, slays me. Slays me. <laughs> um, I was just reading about how some pregnant women have mood swings. Apparently, they didn't know you before the pregnancy. That was really funny. Oh, morals. How quaint. <laughs> yeah, I had that too. Uh, juice fast this week. Not going to be pretty. <laughs> I prefer drama princess now. The last time he was a secretive, he showed up with a baby, which is so true. I already said the quote earlier in the top of the show about the fact versus fiction. The fiction, yeah. Uh, well, isn't Humphrey becoming quite the drama queen? I want the book. Your no- novel seems to be very well punctuated, and I like the font. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. And my alpha for, for tonight's announcement includes a pair of crocodile Elias. You can't wear such a beautiful shoe if there's a hint of a sprinkle outside. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, MVP and shittiest. I think I have an MVP and a blue ribbon. <laughs> For some reason, I have to write it. I always have to you write, have to write it down. down just to make sure you remember it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have. I actually have a blue ribbon. Okay. I'm not. I don't have a strong MVP. Okay. And I don't want my blue ribbon to be like the MVP. Okay. So. I'm going to just say my blue, my baby blue ribbon. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the countdown. Uh, yeah. Three, three two, two, one. one Rufus. Good and one. And my blue ribbon is Chuck. My blue ribbon is Lily. Aw. Yeah. I like that. Why did you pick Rufus? I don't know. I just love how supportive he is. He was like, I'm so proud of you, son. And then I liked at the end of him being like, you're a beautiful writer, but you hurt my damn feelings right like come on son yeah and chuck you know what you were you were okay you were just you were just okay you were okay in this episode yeah and that's how i felt i i was toying back and forth i didn't really know who to give it to and i was like you know what i'll give it to chuck and we also had the most votes for chuck this episode too we did have a vote for lily um but i just like you know what chuck i really i just had I felt more than nothing for him in this episode. We're at a neutral. We're at a neutral right now. So that's good. Yeah, that's real good. We're making our way. Yeah, we are. Uh, Shittiest. It could be a toss up here. Eh. 
Are you going with what I think you're going to go with? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Three, Three two, two, one, Diana. Diana. We did get um, more votes for Padge, actually. I don't make him the shittiest because he wrote the book. Like, I don't know. He's, oh, should he be held accountable? Does this make him the shittiest? No. Ah. I know. It's hard. It's, it's, there's some shitty parts about it. The fact of how he wrote his friends. Yeah, but not it, truthfully. I mean, to an extent, like the truth hurts, obviously, in Serena's part. It's he, it, he, but it's not all true. It's no, it's just not. taken the worst parts of you. Yep. And like sensationalized them. Yes. And, but. I'm just curious. I don't know why I'm just thinking of like is is only Serena's parts like the actual like like he didn't really like fluff. Uh, maybe he did. I'm well, gonna, I guess he had to have. Well, I think him and Chucks are the most her and Chucks is the most truthful. Truth, yes. Well, seen seen with the negative lens maybe and Blair was totally a surprising one. Yeah. And then Nate really, he's upset because he wasn't himself represented in the book, but he should be happy because he wasn't really represented in the book. And it's funny so because... Was that a big compliment? Yeah, Sean in our Discord chat tonight was like, funny how Nate kind of just like slides by and is invisible, kind of how his character is. Yeah. So it's like maybe it's just, it actually is true to... Like, right. You know, he's the fallback guy and he's the nice guy. That's who Nate is. So sorry that you're a little boring. And also, you could probably get away with this because your name sounds nothing like your real name. Exactly. So Nate nobody, and Derek. nobody would know who you are. Eric and who's the D? It's not even Nerick. Right. <laughs> it's not even a mashup of their names. It's just a play on it's, Eric. So right. I'm, so really. I don't know. I, as much as it does hurt that you're not represented, you're also not represented. So maybe that's a big compliment of, I actually had nothing bad to write about you. Right. And like, I respect you more than these other people yeah. to like, not even, it Put wasn't even in. a thought in there. Like, you know, you don't, nothing you did was wrong or right. dramaful or, you know. So that's how juicy. I would take it. If I was, that was explained to me, like, okay. I guess that works. Right. Like, because for us, who are just these normal people, it would probably be the same situation. Like, there's nothing really right. in our lives where he wouldn't feel the need to write about it. Yeah. Unless he was in love with one of us. Exactly. And which would be so thrown true. in. <laughs> oh, okay. Which totally would happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Let's go into a Betty of the Week. Yeah. You're a total Betty. This week I chose our lucky number 13, Rihanna. Rihanna, you girl have been with us for so long since our Tree Hall Talk days. And we just appreciate and love you so much you are very loyal and very true and we love how much that how much you participate and we got to hang out with you actually in the zoom last night and just it's just fun to get to know more of you and more of everyone and I love how you guys love each other and it's just 
makes us feel so yeah. good and like i it just you guys are just great you're just the best <laughs> the best buddies we could ever ask for love you rihanna yeah. and just we love every one we of do. you in our patreon family and honestly every episode is supported by you yeah you guys make this show happen it you, makes you our do. whole network happen yeah so we really appreciate it. And if you're interested to see what else we do, check out patreon.com slash total Betty podcast network. It's a mouthful now. <laughs> it's a mouthful. But the link is in the bio if you're lazy. Yeah, it's it's all there for you. All of our links. Uh, title for next week. Oh, my goodness. Next week, you're going to enjoy for many reasons. And once I tell you the title you are going to understand why and i'm super excited because jess is going to be on for this we episode have our patron the first of the season first of the season our first patron episode will Guest. be next week with jess oh my god jess. and this is such a perfect episode Yay. because when i tell you the title you're gonna be like oh my god this is so perfect so the title is the fasting and the furious <gasps> three jews Oh my god, is it on a Jewish part? podcast episode? Oh my god. I am so fucking excited right now. <sighs> Jess, how perfect was that? And I swear I didn't cheat. I I picked and it was Jess and I'm like, three Jews on the Jewish podcast. This is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's Yum Kapoor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited for this episode. I was like, I was watching it the other night and Randy's like, why do you keep talking to yourself? Because I was like, I was just laughing and like all of like the... Oh. The Jewishisms. I was just like, I, oh my god! And Cyrus is in it. Yeah, and, you know he has yeah, to be because he he's be. the only he's Jewish the resident character. Jew. Yeah, yeah. So it just it's a good episode. Oh boy! All right. So my three gossip words for next week are three gossip words: pressure, psychology, deal. Multiple meanings in all those. <laughs> all right. So the pressure coming from Serena's boss. Jane. And also Diana. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the psychology behind the characters in Dan's book and also maybe a little bit with Chivy. Okay. And the deal. We need to land this deal. We need to get the book deal. Some warm predictions there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And maybe Padge and Serena are going to try to work out some kind of deal mm -hmm. of like, right? We can work together, but at a, a distance. I need yeah. to let's we can make you grow, but like maybe there has to be some kind of if we make this into a movie, certain things need to be taken out, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, what should we do as an emoji this week? I mean, last week I said we could do a book for this week since it's the launch of the book, but is that boring? Well, I mean, we probably should do the book. We can just do the book. I mean, there's, is there anything more juicy besides a pear? <laughs> besides well, a yeah. juicy pear. <laughs> besides the juicy, the juicy, 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 juicy pear. <laughs> hey, listen, send us the emojis. I mean, we get some. Yeah, we want it's, more. It's been quiet and. Here it comes. You're gonna <laughs> you, skip over you it. You know what's gonna happen. You know it's coming. We want us. We want us. We want you to leave us a review. <laughs> I'm just gonna not even try to not be cute about it. Cute. Not even to be cute. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and you're really enjoying our show, 
consider rating us five stars and leaving us a review. If you're not enjoying the show, skip that Just part. Just skip it. I don't want to hear it. how you can't stand us or we're stupid or blah, 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 blah. Also, if you made it this far and you're listening, thanks for the download. But yeah, uh, please leave us an Apple podcast review. It really helps us. It makes us so excited when we get it and our show grows and then we show up more in the charts and then we're seen more and then we can grow. You know, you know, the, the drill. Spiel. We've said the process, you know, the process that needs to happen yeah. in order for us to have our gossip girl love and platform yeah. and fam. Just everyone join us. We just want we just want family. That's, That's all. We're we just, just want more we're friends. We just need friends and more fam. Friends. So leave us that book emoji yes. in an Apple Podcast review, yes. or you can send it to us, DM us, email us. Right. Don't forget Total Betty Podcast Network on Instagram. If you want to email us, it's still three gossip girls pod at gmail Little changes with the little with the little emoji. Yeah. Um, I have a Will's treat tonight. Gossip Girl characters as phone companies in honor of Nate being a burgeoning gossip king. Ooh, well. <laughs> we have Blair, T Mobile, the most likable one with come up with a come up from second best to the best thing in town. Forever I've called it Teen Mobile, like teen. No, I know didn't. it like I know it's T Mobile, but oh. in my brain I will always call it Teen Mobile, even though I know that's not what it's called like your little pet name for it yeah okay uh chuck verizon obviously the richest of the rich has come down to earth more as his competition has ramped up lately dan metro pcs metro phone for the metro card carrying author serena at&t good performance generally but can be frustrating when she keeps having the same issues (laughs) yeah tell me about (laughs) at&t nate boost mobile does it have service he's good with that (laughs) (laughs) rufus cricket the other metro card carrying network and humphrey lily sprints lily had storylines where she was mr verizon's father with mr verizon's father bart but after she switched to rufus and eventually lost any semblance of storyline i think he meant resemblance of a storyline the only question i have is can we hear her now yes good (laughs) so good and ivy track phone ivy was paid by the minute and went off the grid once she was doing done doing her job only to be picked up in a pinch always so good well well i have to say this one might be my favorite these were some tough ones so creative yeah that i would have never thought of and it just reminded me back in what year was it when the boys went as all the i love that remember the commercial and all of it represented all the phone companies. Yeah. What commercial was that though? I don't remember. Who. It was like Best Buy maybe or something. And all four guys were five in a different, co- five guys were in a different color shirt and they were all representing their service. Yeah. And it had to have been like nine, oh nine. Or yeah. Cause oh, oh, you eight. went as Barbie. You and Sam. Oh, and Barbie and Teresa. So that was like 09, 2010. And I went as Sarah Palin, oh which God. I was super proud of that costume. That was awesome. I, I should pull up that picture. If I find that picture, I will post it in our Patreon Discord. Yeah. Which is the best group chat ever. We offer that nonstop 24 hour group chat. You guys are. These people are the best. Little plug there for us. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, Michelle and I text each other all the time, like, oh my God, did you see what so and so said? This is so sweet. This is such a sweet relationship here. And you guys are. I mean, you already know you're the best. Yeah, we love you. If you're, you're looking the best. for some friends, 
Yeah, our Patreons where it's at. But yeah, that was a great costume. It was a great costume. They were really perfect. Yeah. Uh, Will, that was a great treat. Thing every really week was. is so good, but this one I really, really liked. This one. Me too. It was great. Thank you. Um, and so, if you're a newbie, this is where we leave you. This is we it. We hope you had uh, a great night and podcast experience. And we will be back back for you next week with episode five and our patron Jess. But if you're going to After Dark, here we go. Just get on just that. In. Here we go. Click, 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 click. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip, Gossip Girls. After Dark. <laughs> oh my God. Lucy looks so stressed out. She's grabbing her face. Because I just don't even know what happened. It's like we Sometimes both just blacked out with a. <laughs> Sometimes noises just come out. They just come out. But we're in After Dark. All right. So, like, it's so clear, like, Padge is Gossip Girl. Why didn't they they do this storyline in the beginning? No, I think at the end of the series. Oh, like, maybe season season six, right? I'd be like, oh, BT Dub, since y'all hate me anyway, I'm actually Gossip Girl. Right? That would have been a good way to end it. I wonder if they (laughs) didn't think they were getting a season six. Oh, good point. I think that might have been the case, and then they kind of just signed on for 10 episodes, and that was it. So maybe this was their way of kind of summing up, mm. yeah, Dan is Gossip Girl. <laughs> this is how we kind of lead into that. Yeah. Uh, but I truly don't know. I just, I don't understand how people wouldn't realize that Dan is Gossip Girl. I'm like, I'm trying to be as gentle talking about it as possible in the first half of this podcast Same. because you know it's many, very obvious do you know many times i wanted to say like oh well this fits this is so fitting right. right it's like gossip girl was published in a book right I, I, and then it's like i wanted to say too well why did he make it into like if Dan is Gossip Girl, I'm just surprised that he like made it into these like fictional parts of it. Like why didn't we just write down everything that we know? Well, I mean that is Gossip Girl, but like the fact that you're writing a book about these people, also like you're already Gossip Girl. You already do that. <laughs> and I guess there's certain parts, maybe not, that if I guess if they really thought about it, there were things that Gossip Girl published. That they thought only Gossip Girl knew. Mm. But yet it, but yet Padge is writing about it. And so if you really just thought about it, it's like, holy shit, this lines up. This right. cross-referenced each other. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And so maybe we'll eventually get into that. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Does this book stuff truly continue into more of this season or it's like it's something i feel is like the book itself will kind of like fade out but the drama of what happened i i really don't know i don't know well, where we're going it, with this and now it seems the way it ended that padge kind of was like oh i know how to make it right is he gonna write good stories about these people mm-hmm. and try to make it better Inside right the second edition or like i was gonna say maybe a gossip girl will be like nicer to these people but i feel like we gossip girl has been so quiet 
I mean, I know she hasn't been because she's been narrating all these episodes and like she still is happening Mm -hmm. because of the picture of like Chuck and Blair. Like it's still going on. It's just not this like, oh my God, did you see what Gossip Girl wrote? It's not like they're adults. They're adults. They should be like, yeah, like preoccupied with work and family and friends and not focusing on drama, especially since these people are your best friends and family now. Like, there's not one person in this whole group that you don't really have a relationship with. Right. So the fact that you are allowing this to continue without, like, knocking down the site is kind of wrong. Yeah. Right. So it's not going to end well for Padge. I can't imagine. No. No. (laughs) You know? But you know how it ends for Padge. I mean, I do. And so I'm still just like, huh? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Huh. <laughs> sure we'll see yeah yeah i can't wait for that i mean i can wait for it but i, I know I because then we're it. completely because then we're completely done which with is Gossip kind of Girl. sad this it is, is sad. this is a really fun show to bitch about it, it is it's such a gossipy ridiculous show that is so fun to talk about uh i was actually thinking about re-releasing or just like publishing it at the top my first initial we thoughts. should do it yeah we should definitely do I it i don't know when we have a because, you know, I don't want to, um, since we're all, like, after dark right now, you know, this is all just <laughs> You guys did it all. But I, or you can go back and listen to it. I was telling our Patreon Discord group hang last night. I was telling Liz, I went back and listened to the first episode of this podcast, Michelle's Disintel, where I, Liz and Ingrid at the time was with us. She, they had me watch the trailer and I made predictions. Yeah. And not only are my predictions there, but also your thoughts and feelings <laughs> about how like i love chuck you had well you didn't say you love chuck but it's because well, we didn't obvious. want we didn't want to tell you that we like, loved oh him God, and i can't crush. believe i felt that way and you're like i love this person they, like my crush changes so much and it's just so good this, uh, this show is so good and i'm like oh my god <laughs> and i'm like i know i'm gonna love this show which is I love it for a different reason, but yeah, totally. And it's to talk about only. Yeah. When you talk, when Ingrid and I were coming off of, you know, Tree Hill Talk and Let's Talk OC and we were like, oh my God, Gossip Girl is going to be, because we got so many requests for Gossip Girl. So many. And Ingrid and I did watch it. I mean, she finished the series, but I didn't. And we both at that time in our lives loved the show and, you know, as you get older and obviously, I mean, we talk about this all the time and your opinions really change when you have these life experiences and you grow and you see how toxic some things can be. And luckily Joshua Safran is trying to correct those things in the, in the reboot. And so I appreciate that. And it's like, it's just a different experience and I can't believe that I used to feel that way just as I, I used to feel when we watched the OC for the first time, like I couldn't stand Marissa. And now seven years later, I'm like, no, Marissa's queen. Don't, don't do anything to Marissa. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you all that hate Marissa. Like yeah. I am not one of you. Right. So it's just your opinions just totally, totally change. Like where you are in your life when you watch a show has a completely different, like I'm sure I was like, wanting to be in a relationship and i was excited watching like chuck and blair and the at the those that first scene you know that that their first sex scene in the limo like why was that so epic to me like ew i don't care about that at all 
I would actually rather see nothing less oh, gross. than just, I, I, I don't even know. I, I yeah. would just, whatever. But it, it's just, it's just funny. It's just really, really funny. Well, yeah. So I, so I, I'm a cringy a little bit that I actually even said that. They both funny. of us said that. It's very funny. And just, I was listening to it because I'm, I can't wait for you to make your predictions for our Friday Night Lights I know. podcast uh, that's coming soon. We're going to be recording that trailer next week, actually. Listen, oh I, I won't can't be believe up, it. It won't be up for a little while, but listen, and I are going to record that next week. And so this, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear your predictions. And also, you know, I've only seen this show once. Right. So I'm going to be like, And when did oh. you start watching it? Uh, mm, Three years ago, four years ago. Okay. Because I watched it we, when I used to go to ATX and they were right. doing like the big Friday Lights event and I did it before. So I, you know, go to the stuff. The stuff. Which will make <laughs> sense when we yes. watch and I'll point it out to you. Yes. Yeah. But okay. it's a fu- it's a funny episode. If you if you miss our voices and you want to hear more, go back and listen to that episode. And yeah, if you're caught up funny. on all it's, of our podcasts and funny. on all your other podcasts, like just go back and listen to it's, the episode. It's fun because it's from like it's t- over two years ago at this point, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. twenty eighteen. Did we start this podcast? Yeah, I don't even 2019. know. I'm so my pff, same. I'm very I'm, hey Mike, want to? <laughs> yeah, actually, Mike will know. Down Mike would to- know. Down to the minute, down to when we launched I, the episode. Actually, Mike, I know you're still here. <laughs> but we got off our hang last night, and I was like, Aunt, Mike brought up the Hamilton tickets <laughs> for our anniversary. Aunt got me Hamilton tickets. I got Aunt Boxers, right? I don't even remember telling this story. I, I remember the story, but yes. Well, I'm sure I told you. I didn't know yeah. I told it on Mike. And then Mike <laughs> is like, yeah, you told it at this time. He's like, it was, episode, it was the episode before, before Labor Day. And I was like. Or after Labor Day. And Aunt cracked <laughs> up. I'm like, this kid doesn't forget it. It's like anything. he's got a photographic memory. It's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. I mean, I know there's a lot of you guys out there that have been listening to us to a lo- for a long time that like remember other things that we have said or like have held on to things, which is like the, the sweetest thing ever. But it's just so funny when you bring them up and Michelle and I are like, when, when, when did, did we, we say, say that? that? What did we say? Uh-oh. Yeah. Little Especially those said. like Tree Hill talk days. Couldn't tell you one thing I said on that entire podcast. <laughs> I don't really want to be remembered. And I don't want to. Yeah. I kind of just don't want to know what I said about it because actually, you know what? You probably couldn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so low. But yes. Like to make fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, thanks for making it this long. I'm excited for next week with Jess. Me too. Next week is just episode. It's a little bit lighter okay. and kind of like a Thanksgiving yeah. vibe of the episode where it's a holiday and everyone gets together and there's drama, but it's great. Oh, great. I can't wait. Yeah. So looking forward to it with Jess. And we will be back next week, episode five. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at threegossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow the show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.